Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing? This is episode number seven of the No Words Barred podcast. I am your host, Mo. I am joined by my ever so great co-host, Chris Mack over in ATL. How you doing, bro? It's been a while since we last talked and did one of these. Yeah, man, it definitely has been Oh, been a while, bro. Uh, since before Father's Day, you know, mm-hmm. I managed uh, going to listen to your to chat with you and your pops, man. That was a great episode, bro. I Thank recommend you. everyone to check that out, please. Um, as far as me and how's it going, man? The, you know, like, really, there's a lot of energy buzzing here in the city. Like, mm-hmm. like the Hawks, man. They're they're two wins away. You make it to the NBA Finals, man. As of this recording. Do you believe that, bro? As of this recording, like, the Atlanta Hawks, like, this could all go to shit (laughs) by the time this is released. That's right. The Hawks, like, I I don't know. It's really night and day about this team that I witnessed, like, six months ago. Like, they were in the depths. Uh, They were struggling. Like, they made all those free agent signings, you know, this past fall, bring it in, Danilo Gallinari. Uh, Chris Dunn, you know, in managing to snatch Bogdan Bogdanovich away from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, they, they brought all this talent in, yet they, they never really got on the right foot. Um, players were hurt. You know, Gallinari, uh, and DeAndre Hunter, and Bogdanovich, they were in and out in the lineup with injury. You know, Chris Dunn didn't play a single minute uh, from – NBA basketball in the Hawks uniform until late in the season, if not in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> and and, um, and then, you know, Cam Reddish ended up going down. Uh, and, you know, and Trey, while he was just, just consistently great throughout the season, uh, they were struggling to close games under Lloyd Pierce. Blowing big leads uh, and not managed to finish incorrectly. And, you know, once they got Pierce out of there, and they brought in Nick McMillan. Everything changed. It's it's unbelievable to see where they're at now because this is definitely not the team that I did not see beforehand. They have no quit in them whatsoever. They don't know what quit means. They don't know what doubt is. And you know, I can't. You know, I can't. You know, can't have anything else to say. But how proud I am of watching these guys play. Like this is pretty crazy. You know, even coming from a neutral at least. You know, and right. You know, but. You know, the, the, the future's good. The future's bright with this team. And hopefully, you know, they manage to keep that young core together. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things that, you know, like you said, if somebody would have told you five, six months ago that the Atlanta Hawks was going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, uh, you would have been looked at crazy. Like if he was a... I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some people that that did that lives in, you know, the obviously all Hawks fans in general, and they're like into whole sports betting or whatever. You know, they'll probably put, you know, like a couple hundred or whatever the case may be. You know, how however the odds were. I'm not a betting person like that, so maybe somebody could school me in on that. Um, but if if you would have just said, oh yeah, yeah, the Hawks are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like you, you 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 would have said that out of you know because of your bi- being biased and homerism and stuff like that, but from the outside looking in, nah, there's just no way. There's just yeah. no way no one would have thought it. And 
you know, everybody came into the season and, you know, they were already, already crowning, um, you know, Brooklyn as the next champions and, and all this other stuff. And, you know, <clears throat> Stephen A. Smith, but, um, but you know, it, it's, it's remarkable to see stuff like that. I personally love to see like this, you know, that's the beauty in sports in general, right? You know, I know a lot of times, you know, we get caught up in complaining about seeing the same teams play like in the finals, like, you know, like with Cleveland and Golden State all those years, you know, but it's it's funny because when you think about college basketball, what is the biggest thing that people watch college, especially more specifically the NCAA tournament? People love to see underdogs. I don't care. Yeah, it's a real story, man. I don't care what sport you're in or what sport it is and stuff like that. And there may be a team that you may love seeing dominating and all this other mess, but there is nothing greater than watching, like you said, a Cinderella or, you know, a big underdog pull off that upset. It's part of the drama and the intensity with that. We witnessed that ourselves, man. Yes. We we saw VCU make it to the Final Four. That's it. It's, 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 it's incredible just seeing how, you know, a team that initially had no chance of even making it that far. Right. Uh, just go on a tear and it just galvanized the entire city. Exactly. Like, and, and now, you know, it's something like this with Atlanta. Like, we could witness, you know, like, I don't know, like, how it will look. If they win the Eastern Conference Finals, but I know that the city's just going to be on fire in a good way, obviously. Oh but, yeah, yeah, you got to watch watch yeah. your words there with Atlanta and fire yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's it, it, like I mean, the the, the the city's been open since the you know since the pandemic began. It, it's only going to be even more open ever than before. Like mm-hmm. it, people will definitely be dancing in the streets, you know, because you know, like this is. Like, no one expected the Hawks in any era to get to the finals. So, no, 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 at all. This, this is this is nuts. And you know, I will, um, I, you know, I have a friend of mine that hates for hates making sports comparisons, let alone like comparing basketball and soccer. Mm-hmm. But when I see this Hawks team, it um, it does remind me a lot of the 2018, 2019. Ajax team uh, from the Dutch team and um, during the Champions League run, and their team there was there was a team that they had a lot of very young talent, but incredible talent uh, all over like uh, Matthias De Ligt, uh, Donny Van de Beek, uh, you know Hakeem Ziyech, uh, Frankie De Jong, all of them, like they were all great young players that were twenty one and younger. Dominating like the top clubs in Europe football, and they made it to the semifinals of the Champions League, mm-hmm. uh, only to lose out, uh, you know, in the end against Tottenham. And of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but they were, they, but they were, they made it so far and so close that they really were like, were, were on the verge of something great. But I really hope that their fate. The Hawks' fate doesn't reach the fate of Ajax. Ajax, because after that season, they proceeded to like you know sell their young players like mm. one, like uh, Delit, 
and the young, they went to Juventus and um, Barcelona, respectively. Then the season right after, they moved on from Ciek and um, Vanderbeek. And things just have – they're still a dominant team in their league in, in the Netherlands. But the success of them had – like they had in that Champions League here, um, it's not the same. And they're not really seen as true favorites to win going forward. Right. And while there are other players that they moved on from didn't reach the heights that they were projected to reach mm-hmm. on that team. So far, I mean, it's still been like a couple of years, but and they're still very talented, but they are they're not looked at as like truly like the pillars of their um the clubs that they're now represent at this point. So, you know, I'm I really don't want the same to happen for, you know, someone like Cam Reddish and or John Collins, uh, or Kevin Herter. You know, um I really want to see these guys, you know, run it back one more time. With a healthy squad and see, you know, how they will look defensively. They will look so much better, you know, with Hunter and Reddish and a Kongu who gets a, se- a season under his belt and who is rapidly improving in this series against Milwaukee. Get them together. And that will strengthen their defense. You get Kevin Herter with another year with more confidence. And while their value might be sky high now, there's a chance it could be even further than before, and they could probably get something bigger come the trade deadline or next offseason. Uh, yeah. you, know, you just want to see what it looked like with a fully healthy roster and see if they can do it again or if they're, they can reach greater heights than they did you know, the season before. Right, right. And, you know, and, and I also love the fact that, you know, I love to see how cities, when they react to – certain things like that when a sports team is having success where they typically may have not been having a lot of success and just to see how the city just lights up, you know, from it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see and, you know, the city going crazy and stuff like that. And, you know, I personally can relate to it because of the fact that even for me, just, I mean, our, as much as it pains for for me to even talking about, it, even for my hockey team, we were underdogs. Nobody, and and I, some people may say like, well, we wasn't really underdogs, but no, we really wasn't supposed to have made it to um, our our conference finals. And granted, this was the second straight year in a row, um, you know. And I think I had mentioned it before on a previous episode of the podcast how. You know, our captain, our our main, he's the guy that's really the glue for the team. And, you know, he got out with a bad um, torn ACL surge, sur- injury and had to get surgery for it back in late March. And the fact that we made it to this point where we were facing the defending champions, we pushed them to seven games. And it, for, for us, no, you couldn't tell us, you couldn't convince us, a lot of us, that that would have happened, um, especially after that injury, which eventually did come back to bite us in the ass because we didn't win game seven. We lost one nothing to Tampa, and um, but it was a beautiful series. There was a lot of great moments in it, but and I'm and I'm proud of that, um, the success, but um. But the whole 
just Long Island in general and just overall the fan base is like for me, I've never seen anything this uh, sustained amount of success, um, if you want to call it that. Because realistically, we didn't win a championship, so it's not really a successful season. But um, but the fact that we was able to do it two years in a row, it's a beautiful thing, and it's awesome. And it was it was even greater because, you know, so many people were against us being there. Um, but and and I hope Atlanta could make it to the finals and, and get the job done. Um, same thing how I feel with Phoenix Suns. You know, I want. Chris Paul to get that ring deserves it, but I, you know, I want him to be in the finals and, you know, I want to see, I want to see what happens. I would love to see a Hawks and Suns finals. Um, and hopefully by the time we do this next episode, we'll be talking about that finals and and how that's going, you know, but, um, but like you said, man, to see the underdogs and and the city that they're in, especially when they haven't really had a, sustained amount of success recently um it's a beautiful sight to see and you can only be happy for the fans and and the city in general uh when stuff like that happens yeah man um like i said only one can hope man that uh that atlanta could do it and and to quote like the english fans during um the european championship man atlanta make it man they make the finals it's coming home Tyler's yeah. coming home, bro. <laughs> so, That's so, it. Um, so uh, yeah, I really like. I have the utmost confidence in this team. Um, get, having a real chance of winning it all because they like they eat doubt for breakfast. It's like every single game, people are counting them out, and they're not taking that shit lightly. Like they are not backing down. They they don't give a fuck who they're facing, right? Uh, like, <laughs> like, like they don't care. Like, who are like the big bats, like Philadelphia or Milwaukee, and who have the better player on that team? Mm-hmm. They're just going to go at you all forty-eight minutes, and they, they are going to cause people a lot of frustration for those teams. Um, and they're doing it right now. As far as I'm concerned, within these four, four games, Atlanta just looked like the better team. Despite that blowout loss in Game Two, they came across as the better team, head and mm-hmm. shoulders. And now, with Young being out uh, with his bone bruise, and now uh, Giannis, um, unfortunately, also me injured with a hyperextended left knee. Atlanta's proven that they're still going to be the better team because, like, I feel they have more depth. Like even with the injuries they sustained um this part of this season, um losing um DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. And uh really who's really their main guy that's out along with Trey Young. Losing out on those two, they they still got talent. They they still have Gallinari, Bogdanovich, who came alive, you know, after struggling so much uh within the like the last five or six games in the playoffs. And and John Collins, you know, he could go off for one. And as you can see, Lou Williams, man, like, he's not known to really have the best playoff performances in his career. But he showed up when it mattered. Like, when the right. chips were down, you know, he came through and delivered. He, like he did in the Philadelphia game and like he's doing right now. And I, I feel like, you know, Nate McMillan, man, 
he's put a real battery in the back of these guys. And, you know, I, you know, it's just, it's just been a marvelous season uh, to watch with him, you know, on the sidelines, you know, putting, putting this team together and not having them breaking down or giving up, even with the chips, you know, they just keep going. Yeah. You know, uh, and yeah. I just, I, I, I want, I want the best for them. You know, I really hope, you know, they can really pull this off. I mean, I think at the end of this, I, I, I would like to think it's a no-brainer that the Hawks are going to want to retain Nate, um, get him, get him his his due, and give him a contract, uh, because it's just, it's just one of those things, man. That um, clearly he is running a good tight ship. Uh, clearly, see the players enjoy playing for him, um, and, and it's just just the chemistry that they've been having ever since he came into the fold and became the coach. Um, you know, it's stuff like that. You got to, you got to capture it and keep it as like a lightning in a bottle type of thing. And with him and granted, I mean, it, and we talked about this before, like dude has had success many times, uh, wherever he's been coaching at. And with that type of track record, I just feel like you'd be dumb to just be like, all right, well, yeah, we use only the interim coach for this season, but we're going to go with somebody else. Even though we, even though you brought us to the conference finals or the NBA finals, it's like, no, like you just don't let coaches like that go. So I can only imagine that everything should be going upward. So it's not like any, it's not like the team wasn't going in the upward trend to begin with anyway, even prior to this season. You know, the, the general thought was that, you know, they're on the rise and, and they they could get better and they can only get better. But, I mean, granted, I don't think anybody would have thought that the rise would have went so rapidly to the point to where they're at right now. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that people foresee maybe an extra two years, maybe three. I don't know. Um, the way the landscape of the NBA is, especially with free agency and all that other mess, like you just never know at all who may be coming to your team. Uh, but it, it's it's one of those things that you know you also have a little bit of luck in there. You know, it just so happens that the 76ers went complete doofus mode, and you know then you had. <laughs> You know, you you avoid it. even though you're playing Milwaukee now, they're still not the Nets. And, you know, no. and the, the Nets had their unfortunate circumstances. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that sometimes it's just the, the stars somewhat align and it's just your time. It's just whatever it is. It's like, hey, this is happening right now. So, you know, and I, and I hope being this close to the NBA Finals, you know, it, 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 especially with the how, you know, with Trey Young being injured, he didn't play last night, and they still was able to beat the, the, the breaks off of Milwaukee. And then now with Giannis being injured too from last night, it's like right now, it's like, yo, you got to seize the moment right now. Like there is no, mm-hmm. there, there, is, there is no excuse for not to try to replicate what you did the previous game for them. And you guys got to come out, focus and all the other stuff. And, you know, we don't know if there's, if Lou Williams is going to do the same thing that he did the last game. We don't know that it could, it's not like Lou Williams can't get buckets, 
but it's just wasn't doing that consistently. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. yeah, and he's he's been a sixth man for a reason. And like how he played last night was typically what you would like out of your sixth man is just the fact that he had to do it in the starter capability. And yeah. it, it, it's if I'm if I'm Atlanta, I'm like, listen, man, let's win this game. We don't know Trey may be playing, but yo, if he's not going to play, we got to bring in the you know, same game plan or whatever as the last game. And if we could win that game, and obviously Giannis ain't playing the next game, and then you're in a game six situation and you're back home, and let's just say by then Trey Young is, you know, fully healthy. I mean, I know it's a bone bruise, but who knows, you know, mm. how certain players are these days. Yeah. Uh, with injuries and how teams want to approach that. But, you know, you get a game six situation for Atlanta, and this is your chance to get to the NBA Finals on your home court, and then you got Trey healthy, like, and Giannis is still not playing, then, you know, you put yourself in the most perfect position to, to get that fourth win. And if you're not motivated by being this close number one to the Finals, then you're – I don't know what's what's wrong with you. I, I, I would have to question – if you are truly enjoying the moment that you're that you're involved in, that you're in right now, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping they they, they do it, man. I hope they do it, man. But speaking of the Hawks, Dang. man. But um, hey, before 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 we continue on, um, just 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 the thought of you know uh, the Trey Young and DeAndre Ayton meeting each other in the NBA Finals. While Luka Doncic has yet to break the first round, uh, that that's something that really does got me tickled a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but oh well, man, that's too bad. That's too bad. But you see, Phoenix, so it's too bad. Too, yeah, it's too bad for him. He'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I mean, even with Phoenix, like I think people foresaw. Phoenix being in this position more so, obviously, than Atlanta. Um, especially as everybody now, you know, infamously knows how they were in the bubble last season, uh, and undefeated in the bubble and still couldn't make the playoffs. Uh, so, and, and everybody knew with Chris Paul, and then Chris Paul is just a walking magnet of just teams. He's just improving teams and making them better. Um, uh, and then when when you add that fusion into this stuff uh, with Booker and them, and then Aiton, Aiton, Aiton has been a pleasant surprise. If I don't want to, when I say surprise, like it's just great for this guy to finally be playing how people envision him to be playing in the league. Oh no doubt, man. You know, right. so and, and 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 with big guys, you just don't. They're very tricky in a lot of ways because you just don't know when they finally have that moment where everything clicks and they're playing at their peak and at their best, and there was still so much potential left to get better. And a guy as young as him, and and for him to dominate as he is, as he has in these playoffs, um, it, it, it's it's a great thing to see, especially for big men. Um, yes, you know, it's it, awesome, it, bro. You know, we see it so much with like with guards, you know, and stuff. But big men, 
you know, I don't know. It's just something special about it because it's just, they're just, it just feels like a lot of times everything is from, you know, inward out um, instead of how it used to be, you know, maybe like tw- over 20 years ago, how the game was played from the perimeter and then inwards. Um, but I like it. I like what I'm seeing from him. I'm glad that he's doing well. Yeah. And I'm glad Chris Paul has been so far, apparently the, the perfect remedy um, for all those things to to come together and start working almost damn near perfectly. Um, but mm-hmm. what I was going to ask about the Hawks, because if I recall um, our last episode together before Father's Day, you was heading, you was going to go see the Hawks game, um, if I remember, against Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the game six, man. Uh, it was it was uh, quite the atmosphere uh, for say. I it, I felt like it was definitely louder than the game I attended against the Knicks. Uh, just yeah, balls out. Like even I got into it a little bit, man, because it was it, it was just an incredible atmosphere, and you know, uh, and like Joel Embiid, man, he was he was quite the feeling there, <laughs> like. The widow, he got tangled up with John Collins at one spot. Like, like dudes were laying it in on him. And then, you know, of course, you know, when Collins had that lob mm-hmm. uh, and practically clotheslined him being in the process, that, 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 that the, the crowd, ex- the roof exploded, bro. Like, I it was it. so loud after that. It, it was tremendous. Like, <laughs> and then the power had to go out. And, like, it was, it was just such a, it was just a chaotic chaotic um experience uh unfortunately it did not end with a hawks win that night but it, you know fans really enjoyed themselves it was it was quite a spirited affair you know um so like when when the lights went out did at any second were you expecting to hear like three dong, gongs go off yeah. No, nah, it was more more or less felt more like um the old classic white white family joint with the, uh, the brothers because all we all took our camera phones out and flashed the um flashed the flashlight and we were just swinging it swinging that shit around. So it was, it was it was it was a moment, man. It was a moment. It, it kind of it did kind of get me excited for um for uh WWE to return back on the road. So yeah, <laughs> right, because right. I remember when I saw that. That happened on TV, and I had immediately I tweeted like, "All right, when is Taker coming out? I'm just waiting to hear his music. Like, what's going on?" Um, and, and this part, and this was like really like the that split second, like when it first happened, and not everybody had their phones out. Oh, uh, like I, it was just one of those things. I'm like, "All right, so he's going to just make an appearance during this game. Cool, no problem, Taker. Take your time." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now I can't remember. Well, well, yeah, because I said y'all were, and my prediction turned out to be correct. Sorry, unfortunately, in that for that game. I mean, I did say that y'all were going to lose game six. However, I thought it was going to be like a series-ending loss in game six. But that's neither here nor there. Obviously, that didn't turn out to be. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, it, when, I, when that happened, man, I was like, dang, I feel bad now. It's like I said the other day that he they were gonna lose game six. 
but <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, oops. And like please, and I was like, please let them win Game Seven. Please let them win Game Seven, because then I would really feel bad. Then I spoke that into existence that they were going to lose the series. <laughs> but I, I have no problem with being wrong in the end. Uh, that that was that was one of them good things to be wrong about. But uh, but uh, but how how did your uh, father? Did he enjoy enjoy himself at the game? Of course he did. Uh, yeah, he he was happy because he knew that was like the added incentive of um, you know, coming to um, coming down to see me first weekend because you know I was definitely going to get the get, get the tickets, you know, for sure. And he was he was having a good time. Oh, uh, uh you know, he was hey. So my pops is a bachelor now, you know, because you know he's uh, well, you know he's you know he's single, uh, and and he. Definitely, you know, has a has a way with ladies because he ended up getting the number of some chick that was oh, right no. next to him. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was awesome. Uh, it, uh, in, in some way, it was just like very wild to see. Like I'm like, he, he, like I don't know how he does it, but hey, you know, I, I'm just letting him do his thing. And you know, he was pretty, he was pretty preoccupied with that and watching the game while you know I was having a good old time with my lady. So. So what you're telling me is that your father is truly a Mac daddy. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all night, folks. But um <laughs> No No, but that's that's crazy. That's wow, go to a basketball game, you know, with your son, and then you get some chick's number. All right, man. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but um but uh but the but it I, I loved it, man. I, I I loved watching Philly just crumble. And then Ben Simmons, man, that dude is just, man, he had, I, it was just very uh, weird, man. It was just very I, weird. I, <laughs> like, I, dude, I, I, what it's, are you it's doing? Sad because, it's very sad because, you know, my dad also hates Ben Simmons. <laughs> and so to see him, uh, like, just not do anything. After the first right, half, right? It's just weird because I'm like, you know, because it's it's, it's 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 crazy how much he devolved since his NBA career started. You know, because in the summer league, you know, he was shooting from all angles from yep. anywhere in the area, and it was going in. Yeah, it was exactly. looking good, and you know, he gets hurt. You know, he comes back, and he's kind of reluctant. Uh, taking threes at the start, you know, but he was still like trying to shoot or be aggressive, attacking the basket, you know, get into the line. And that was still solid. But as, you know, the seasons wore on and, you know, it was very imperative that, you know, teams have to space the floor mm-hmm. in order to get stuff done. Ben would not shoot threes. And, you know, at first, that was just the issue. You know, he was doing everything else but shoot threes. So, you know, we wouldn't have a problem with that. You know, we would hope that he would shoot a three, expand his game, and make things easier for the team. But, man, it just got worse. Like, he doesn't want to shoot at all. Nah. His confidence is completely shot. He is definitely afraid of going to the rim when there's people around him. And the and that, uh, that wow. That play in Game Seven, where where he, Joel Embiid was 
just astounded what happened when he went and passed the ball to Matisse Thybul as opposed to getting an easy dunk or a possible foul <laughs> only for them to miss one of those free throws was that was that was the dividing moment of that game that ended the Sixers right then and there <laughs> and now you know it's likely a B does not want to play with them anymore he sounded like it uh, and Doc Rivers threw him under the bus only to say that he's uh, determined to fi- fix his shot and help him with his skill set and get him going. You know, it, it, it is, it is, it is it's just a bad situation all around for Philadelphia. And I don't think Ben Simmons should be there anymore for his own sake. Now, yeah, just the, the, the just all the, the stuff from the press conferences and stuff uh, after that game seven loss for them. It was just weird, man. Like everybody just, like you said, um, Doc throwing Ben, uh, Ben under the bus. And then, and B was, he wanted to throw him under the bus too, but he was kind of a little bit more respectful with it. And I, you know, I had a different approach. Uh, no, nah, that was a, that was a, that was a definite shot. There was no respect whatsoever. I mean, and he clearly stated, "It's like we had a chance for two points. It only came away with one free throw." Yeah, but I, I was just talking about like you know he didn't, even though we knew he was talking about, but you know he didn't name drop or anything like that. Like Doc Rivers, he's the type of, he'll name drop. He'll name drop anybody. He'll name drop your father. He'll name drop your mother. Shit. He won't name drop his son. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right about that. But um, yeah. but it's just everybody was just not on the same court. Everybody, I mean, granted, everybody was pissed. But um, and then Ben Simmons himself, I, I think he said something along the lines of, I guess, one of the reporters was like asking, like, what was he going to do in the offseason to prove whatever. And so, or or change something, and he was like, "Nah, like it is what I it is what it is. I am who I am." <laughs> I was like, All right, dude, I get it, but right now is not the right time for any of that mess. Like, it's just not. And I'm just this the whole situation was just very it's very messy. It was just very messy, and uh, somebody ain't staying. Somebody ain't staying, and yeah. I know uh, the I'm latest getting, thing uh, I heard with Ben Simmons is that Minnesota wants him. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. <laughs> well, well, for D'Angelo Russell? Uh, See, because, I, don't uh, I don't know who would like, be well, the team, but how, he going to be there. Right. I, I mean, mean I don't, uh, I, uh, well, you, you have to keep him from playing the five. You can't play point guard then. You might as well no. have Ricky Rubio start and have him at the four because – like, he cannot play point guard. He probably yeah. have to play better as a big. But it does he but that's the thing, man, with him. I, I get this type of notion and, and, and demeanor from him that he, he doesn't want to do that. He he would rather stay point guard. I don't think he would want to move like four or anything like that. I that's what I just get the vibes yeah. that I got from him, you know, especially how he was talking in the press conference after that game. To me, it just sounds like he 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 will say that. Oh, well, I got to get better and whatever. But it's just like I, I just question whether he actually would seriously do that. I don't know. Maybe he can, but it's just I, I'm just not confident. 
that's that's all. I'm just not confident in the dude. Clearly, he's not confident in himself with the game. So, um, it, it's you, you know who's another person that does stuff that that infuriates me because he doesn't need to do it. Even Giannis, he he infuriates me too because like, and we saw it within the Nets series, and, and we see it so many times. Like he just so I don't know. I feel like he makes one three and he feels like he just got to shoot there from like the rest of the game. Like he doesn't want to drive. Yeah. And it's like, Giannis, you're not like, dude. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like that that video, whatever clip, whatever. Some guy said, "You're not that dude. You're not that dude." Like that, he's just not that dude <laughs> to be shooting threes. Like, you are better off being, you know, within the paint or or mid range stuff like that. Like, stay, like stay where you're actually good at, and you're trying to shoot all these threes, and you're bricking stuff, and then, and then couple of air balls. I mean, and it's kind of embarrassing that he can't even shoot. He's getting air balls on free throw shots. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 uh, it, the crowds finally got to him. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, it's finally it's finally got to this point that he just can't even reach the rim with these free throw attempts because they're still not calling the events. They're still not calling the violation. You know, right. <laughs> it's just throwing everyone off their game, especially him. So, you know, it's 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 been working a charm for Atlanta. If anything, you know, the more missed free throws, the better. The more brick threes that he attempt, the better. But now they don't really have to worry about that right now. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's quite a conundrum, man. But for it, regards to Simmons, like he does not need to be in Philly. They, like they, really, their parent has run his course now. It is time for him to go for greener pastures, but really, we don't know where at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's the the process. Mm-mm. The process is done. It's it's done. It's cooked. It's completed. It's, it's yeah. There's no more can, it, that can be done with that team constructed as it is. So it'll be interesting to see how everything turns out for them and the decisions they make in the off season. Uh, I just a quick side note because. Um, you know, right now the the Phoenix and and uh, Clippers game is going on as we're recording, and Booker just blew right by anybody, everybody, and just like killed it on the dunk just now. Like Phoenix are playing like, nah, they ain't giving up this lead. I I know it's only the third quarter, but yeah, it, it, but they, they're trying to close this out, and oh yeah. They're determined to do that, and you know, I, I mean, you could could put, put put that past them, man. You know, you're, you're still a really good team. They just had right. a rough series so far, but yeah, like man, when it when it's nut up time, they're, they're going with it, and um, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens in these next uh, eighteen minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah, and make sure to see if uh if they can pull it off. But um, hey, man, so far so good. Uh, but and to deviate away from basketball a little bit, the Atlanta Braves just dropped the Mets twenty to two. What? Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, it, it's a it's a big week for Atlanta sports, man. Yeah, but the Falcons is still not going to do anything come fall. Who? Huh? The- yeah, yes, yeah, I said the Falcons. <laughs> That's right. Man, no one knows about that team, man. They do not exist at all in this city anymore. I'm trying to go to the um 
Giants game with Eli's getting his uh, number retired, and he'll be against the Falcons. So, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to see that. <laughs> well, y'all better win that shit, Mike. <laughs> Feeling that we probably will wind up winning it. Uh, I, I'm, if we lose against Atlanta, I'll be, I'll be mad. I, I'll definitely yeah, be mad. You, you just gotta throw that helmet on Eli's face. Head so you could just make that face again, you know, when they're losing. So, like, just get right. one more screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking, but but speaking since you had mentioned about baseball, because I know my my Yankees, they, I don't know, I don't know what's up with them, but they um, they did, they did face, uh, they have been facing a was it um, well they're not Anaheim no more, but still they're the Angels. Um, I, I tell you what, Angels got a gem, a gem, and Otani. That dude is amazing. Oh man, like really, I do. I, I still have yet to really watch a full MLB game. Um, I, it, I, I catch it in bits and pieces. I, I just check, I just check stats of Otani and Acuna and Tatis, and I'm like, wow, like. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming these are the three MVP candidates because I hear about them so much, and, and they're putting up big numbers. Yeah, man. Yeah, that. I mean, right now we're we're beating the Angels right now. Well, it's a rain delay, so never mind. But I know last night we we beat them pretty badly. But overall, my Yankees has been very like when we're up, we're up. But when we're down, we're just like, oh my god, we play like complete crap. You know, but, I heard people want Aaron Boone's head on a pike, man. Is, is that true? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just because on paper we should not be having this type of season. How, especially how it's been going so far. Um, luckily, we haven't. It's not like we've fallen that behind, like in the wild card race. Uh, I know we just recently got swept over the weekend by uh, the Red Sox, but. Um, which I'm not happy about at all. Mm. Um, and the Red Sox has just been running away with the AL East. Um, I, I did not foresee this happening. I'm <laughs> a little bit disgusted that it's happening, but so be it. Um, you know, it, it's yeah. I I could care less about the Red Sox. I'm sorry, people. Sorry to the Red Sox fans out there, but. I just, mm-mm. but uh, it, it, it's it's just not been a good season for us at all. But uh, the Mets, they've been pretty decent. Um, they got the best pitcher in the league, though, Jacob DeGrom. So that dude is just oh, remarkable. Okay. Um, he is putting up, if anybody, you know, is a his, history buff or anything like that with baseball, he is he is putting up uh, like Tom Seaver numbers for the Mets. And it's it's crazy. Like I don't obviously I don't watch much of Mets or anything at all since I'm not a Mets fan. But you know, they like my mother my mother's side they're Mets fans due to my grandfather. He was one. And I even and, and the crazy thing is I even remember when I was like probably like about five years old or something like that. Like I had like one of those um satin those old satin like baseball jackets. That they that they used to make like in the eighties and like like late eighties like early like nineties or whatever it was like a Mets one 
and I, I remember I only wore it because like, you know, it was, it was nice looking, but I had no, at that time, I, I really ha- wasn't watching baseball like that until probably like I was like, you know, six years old and Ken Griffey came along and, and that was, <laughs> that was my man right there. But, and then I just wound up becoming more of a Yankees fan. But, um, but yeah, it, it, this season I haven't watched much baseball like that at all, man. You're not the only one. Um, it's just something about it. It's just not, just hasn't been appealing to me to watch it. And typically, even if it was under just a regular full season, you know, hundred whatever games that the hundred sixty two games that they play, um, it, it, around this time I don't really watch it. I rather pick it up like until you know August, September, like when it's almost closer to like the playoffs or whatever. You know, that's when a lot of people tend to watch more baseball um around that time but yeah i i i couldn't on one hand name me how many times i've watched a yankees game this season it hasn't been much yeah i could say the same for me about the atlanta braves man all i just know is that when they win a game i'd be like great when they lose <laughs> i'd be like well that's just be disrespected you know because uh, my dad he's the one that follows the braves a lot more so than I do. Okay. And he's just disappointed in them. He's like, he's not watching the game for them until they get better too because they're always struggling. Okay, they always struggle in the middle of the season then they pick it up at the end just right. enough to grab a spot into the playoffs only get bounced in the first round. You see it all too many times. Well, you know, I mean, we've had the joy of beating the Braves two times during our dynasty year. So, you know, those, those are always great. I remember also I think it was like after we had won it in 96 um, against the Braves. And at the time, my sister was living in Georgia with her with her first husband. Uh, and I had came down. I had I remember I, I, I wore a Yankees World Series shirt. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. The day that I got down at the airport in Atlanta. And man, <laughs> I was a kid. I was, I mean, granted, I'm only, I was a little kid, but the, the stares that I got, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would do the same thing, man, because I, I, for a time, I did really hate the Yankees after that series for just a, for, for a moment, you know, but they, it, it all came around to me, you know, you know, when I start, you know, watching more Derek Jeter and, yeah, and, you know, their whole process and, you know, and, you know, just seeing them, you know, and knowing about the history and watching them win another World Series again with, you know, Alex Rodriguez, even though he was washed at that point. And and now it's like a love-hate relationship. That's just like with the Knicks. It's like I will support them in some ways, but when they fail, it's funny. <laughs> and I will laugh at it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, you know, I – with baseball, man, it's just like at this time, at this point in my life, I normally would just watch when I'm at the live game, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I will only watch like maybe a couple of playoff games or two or two, but it's just completely lost my interest. Do you remember when was the last time you went to a baseball game? Uh, about two years ago. Okay, two years ago. Like I will go to like season games. Okay, um, but as far as like watching on TV, it's just like you know, it it, it doesn't. It doesn't um, grab me like it, you know, it used to when I was younger. Right, right. So, and same here to a sense, you know. Like, I mean, it's no. 
obviously I'll get involved in it and get engaged in it, invested in it. When you know when it's the playoffs times, um, yeah, like I, I will, you know, I'll be totally, completely focused on that. But um, but other than that, I remember and I, like even the All Star game. Like I don't, I don't really, you know, I could watch an All Star game and there'll be players that I'm like, I don't even like, I just don't know. You know, there may be a, the, the typical few that you see that probably has been in the league for a while or stuff like that. But yeah, uh, me, I can't watching a major league baseball all star game. I, I just wouldn't. Home run derby too. Like I was like, who the fuck is <laughs> no, no, the home run derby. I'll I won't miss that because those are always mm-hmm. fun, and even after all the changes they make over the years. But definitely, you will catch me watching that. But the actual all star game itself. Like nah, not really. I, I have I haven't watched it in probably like four years or something like that. I'll probably watch um the home run derby this year. Shohei Otani's in it. You get you know Tatis and Otani on it. I'll watch. Don't don't hey don't don't leave out Guerrero Junior. Man, Flag Guerrero Junior. Ronald Cunha as well. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll watch if you know because at the very least compared to the slam dunk contest, at least the home run derby will have the big dogs in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll still be fun to watch. It's still, you know, a show. Definitely. Definitely, man. Like, it's, man, I I just, like I said, man, I, I was, as a kid, before I became, like, a diehard, like, Derek Jeter guy, like, that, that was, like, Griffey, Griffey was my, like, that was a guy that I looked up to, man, you know, because, and my father even alluded to it in the last podcast. Um, you know, I just never basketball just wasn't one of those things that I picked up on or felt like I was confident that I'd be I could play that. But baseball was always that one sport. I'm like, you know what? I if I was, you know, and I, and I you know, I don't regret anything now, you know. But I, at the same time, you know, I, I I enjoyed watching baseball and even playing it so much. That you know, I just never really took it seriously, uh, you know, to be on a team or anything like that, especially like in high school or something like that. Um, but Griffey and watching the home run derbies and, and just his swing, uh, one of the most beautiful swings you'll ever see, um, yeah. in, in all of baseball. And it's just, and then with the cat backwards, like he just looks so cool, he just looked cool, everything that he did. And he played center field, and then eventually, you know, when I play whatever, pick up baseball games or whatever stuff like that, always, and I, I love center field. Like that's that's my position if I would have played, you know. So definitely was an idol of mine. And those home run derbies, I just always remember why I did, I will never miss those. I just never miss those. And and then it just it's just one of those things that I just can't I, I can't miss at all. But like you said, uh. With, you know, with baseball, their chances are you're not going to see, you know, the players that you know you want to see. You know, they, they're not going to just sit out unless it's really serious yeah. injury wise. Yeah. Most and, definitely. And, and that may be, honestly, and that may be the only other major North American sports that I could think of that you'll see that. You know, I could say. Football, I mean, the Pro Bowl, I mean, how many guys actually watch the Pro Bowl? But then, you know, not everybody's going to be in the Pro Bowl because the guys that's on the two teams in the Super Bowl, 
you know, they're not going to be in it. <laughs> like, like half their team would be pro bowlers and yet right. can't play in it. So. Right, right, exactly. You want to see all the big guys, big, you know, stars and stuff like that. That's basketball. We know how that's been recently a lot of times with basketball. And, hell, even the damn guys, probably the best guys, the guys, the stars, really the guys that should be in it, chances are they may not even, like they may be voted, but then they'll be injured or they just may not get voted at all for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. The coaches would just hate on them and not love hey. them. And that's why Trey Young is going on a tear right now. Uh, <laughs> that's why, you know, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, Devin Booker, even though he was brought in as a reserve, is he's playing like, yo, I should have been voted in as a starter. Yeah. And an actual coach's vote as opposed to being a replacement for, you know, another player. Right. And, and you know, and with and with this and with the just just uh, from deviating away from uh for baseball and getting right back into uh, the this Western Conference Finals matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Suns like they are really on the brink of making something large of themselves, much like what Philanna's doing. And yeah. of course they were like look at the better team going into this playoff run and and they had some you know unbelievable performances uh throughout you know their whole run against you know Denver and, and the Lakers especially uh it this is a true test yeah right this is like you know knocking off you know the Clippers even though they are without Kawhi Leonard uh especially at the run that they have uh mm-hmm. it, it will make them you know it's just it's, it, it get over you know the hump of not giving up a three one lead, right? And you know, and it just makes them ready to compete, um, you know, at the highest level because they have a lot of great players on that team that are that don't really have the experience of the postseason, but they're they're learning as they go and they're getting better every night, like DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. It's like we we already made mention of how you know good he is. Uh, as a young big, and how he is also aiding in redefining the position alongside Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. But he's also being a little bit of a throwback as well. Uh, and hopefully, uh, after this season, you know, he could, you know, get some more pointers with the Kim and try to learn post moves. Uh, I don't know if, how that works because, you know, everyone goes there. Mm-hmm. To learn from him, and you know, it, they don't do shit like Dwight Howard. <laughs> so, right. I hope, right. um, you know, we have Aiden uh, continue to uh, progress after this um, year and become a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate because that's where I could see him as. Yeah, it's and Elijah Wan, you know, I feel like. I feel like like a person like LeBron would would follow Olajuwon's advice more so than these centers, um, <laughs> for whatever reason. Because which is insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like LeBron, like post moves, like like AD, like you ain't gonna find AD ain't gonna do that shit. You know, like AD's gonna play however the hell he normally plays. Like the hell with all that. You know that posting stuff, uh, but. It, it, it's to see, to see, and talk about Aiton again, man. You know, he's just, dude has just been like, a, a just manhandling. He, like, he doesn't, he is not afraid of being that paint. 
He is not afraid of being there. It's not like, and, and I feel like, like you look at it and then also like a Rudy Gobert, right? You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't really, like he's still, he's like one of those, he's still close to like one of those old time centers, you know, that, that mainly stayed within the paint, whatever. Even though now it seems like nobody really fears him like that, <laughs> despite having what, two years in a row to depend, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so they, they really fear him because you know he can get caught out a lot, right? Um, but the rotations because their guard defense is so bad, you know, yeah. <laughs> the backward defense is so bad, it will pretty much pull him out, and you know, it, it, he he gets picked on a lot, you know, and that really does you know make for uh, a lot of bad situations for him. Uh, but yeah, uh, Aiton, like he really could come for the crown next season, and because he's just been. So excellent, and um, especially in the game, I believe it was game four, right? Mm-hmm. Where that was just a slog, right? <laughs> uh, on the uh, uh, that was that was a game was a scoreline that brought you back to two thousand and three, right? right? So ugly to watch, but just watching from an individual standpoint with Aiden, like he has improved so much uh, under this one season with Chris Paul. And I know that, you know, folks are beaming in, you know, uh, Chris Paul and, and how much, you know, he is influenced in today's NBA. But, uh, but yeah, he's like, he really is like uh, that special, you know, special guardian. Like that's, you know, that, that I won't, won't say much about like a savior, but he is like, like they're like the Jedi Knight in a way. I don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> of, um, of these young players. Like they look up to him so much. And, you know, and they try to play like him in a way. You know, they try to have that same intensity, and, and you know, and 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 that just that inner killer mentality. Uh, and for Phoenix, man, like, like this will be it would really be huge, a huge um, cap in their hip that they could manage to make it to the finals. And for Chris Paul to finally get over that hump and be one step closer to being an NBA champion. I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, man. But this 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 game is getting a little bit uh crazy right now because the Clippers look like they were on the verge of you know really making this comeback here because they had really closed the gap and deficit. Because at one point it was almost down by 20, but then they closed it to like within single digits. Yeah, and, and now 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 the dollar is getting really chippy now. So. Mm-hmm. I, uh yeah, like Boogie. I mean, he's in there for a reason, and it, it, now you know he's probably is going to be laying hands. So it, it's it's getting it's getting quite physical. He didn't need to put that uh, elbow up, up stretch. He probably did, but you know, Chris is going to do everything in his power. <laughs> yeah, well, so, well, so, so, well, you know what? Actually, the, the last the last game didn't he like? <laughs> didn't he like flop or something? Like it was it was yeah, a pretty hilarious flop. Oh, he almost injured himself. Like flopping in a, in a in a situation, and uh, I think it was with Pat Beverly, and yeah, um, and, yeah. And, yeah, he almost got himself hurt. And this 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 was ridiculous because it didn't look like Cousins even hit him that hard with the elbow. Too, you know, it looked like it did graze him, but he didn't get like blown off the face of the earth. Right, I, I wouldn't think. Um, Chris would have got back that easily from it too if you know he really did get elbowed by Boogie. 
Dude, dude is great. He's been doing a lot too much acting in those State Farm commercials, man. And is now, now nah, he's going to use it to his advantage. That looked like a soccer type flop to me, man. <laughs> uh, most definitely, man. Like, he he definitely did that. Uh, but, he, but again, he, like you know, he's he is a, a methodical savant in a way. He's going to use any trick just to get ahead, you know, and to pull make it advantageous for his team and. Yeah, you know, he, he does it in such a, a, a asshole way that I just can't help but to like a, a, admire it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that the, the, the kind of just temporarily, you know, get away from from the basketball for a second. I, I kind of also want to talk about something else, and I don't think we really had talked about it or mentioned it much um, on any of the episodes, um, but. Just in case people tend to forget, yes, we do talk about music also. Um, I missed that. Did you watch the last Versus thing this past weekend? I missed out on it uh, uh, with yes, Bow Wow and Soulja Boy. It was what you expect it would be. Really? <laughs> it, was, it was quite a mess, man. It was definitely a mess of a, um, of a, of a Versus battle. But, hey... Hey, we're, we're, we're going to be redeemed because um, uh, as this recording, um, tomorrow night, the S's Fest, Bobby Brown versus uh, Keith Sweat. Yeah. And, you know, Teddy Riley wins that one. But, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, he, he wins that, you know, for sure. Uh, and, you know, uh, and, but for the last versus battle, man, yeah, Soldier Boy was just, he played Make It Clap. Like five times, it like three of them were remixes. <laughs> That's terrible. We play uh, shootout, you know, yeah, of course, he did um, uh, crank that, but he did not play Sam with that lean, which really <laughs> was disappointing for me because uh, but but in Bow Wow, this man. <laughs> He put his heart and soul into the battle, though. I he believe it. All for those verses, <laughs> just letting them know what it is. And, and you know, I, I I I appreciate that, but nah, this this is just the crowd did not give a shit. <laughs> they just yeah. they did they did not care whatsoever for real. Midway through the battle, yeah, I, I just I mean, I haven't attempted to watch. Or try to catch any like the replay on like the Triller website or anything like that, um, but I, I could only expect so much songs from both of them anyway. Like they're not like Bow Wow had had hits, but he I'll always like them in on features too. Um, so for me, it, it just was. Like a no go for me. Like that was one of the ones I'm like, all right, I could afford to miss that. You know, it's it's okay. The Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown thing, however, um, yeah, I'll 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 catch that. Uh, I think Bobby's gonna wind up winning in a landslide. It's it's Bobby Brown, man. Like he could even yeah. if he really wants to, he could go. Yeah. He could use the new edition stuff. I mean, uh, he will. Yeah, you know, it's like. He has there's so much advantage he has for yeah, all right. he, he's gonna be smacked out, but I mean I'm you know, you know, Keith got some pretty cool jams too, but I like, was about to say that, like, but then Keith Sweat got the you know, 
Levert sweat and gift. Stuff, man. Yeah, he got some LSG. You know, right, he got right. Yeah, you know, he he did a couple of hooks himself too, right? You know, you know, yeah. It's gonna be like, listen, what what's going to define that battle? Is it really us per se? Right. It's audience that is going to be there, and that is going to be something to witness because we're going to get the very the true version of what versus is going to be in the future. Mm. Of having battles in front of a live audience, in yeah. Stadiums, well, in yes, under under in, in, in arenas and stadiums. Um, yeah. Even though part of it, you know, I feel, and I know people had their first opinions when they found out that, um, you know, they were kind of commercializing it, putting on Triller and all this other stuff instead of, you know, how it used to be on Apple. And stuff if like it, that. It's very organic. It was just like that, in their homes. Right, right, right. You know, um, and I, I kind of missed the. I, I kind of missed how everything was in the beginning, though. It just, everything just felt so organic, and and it, it, it just you really felt like you know, hey man, like there yeah. was no need to make this whole thing like a big jump, like a fight event like nah man i don't need all the theatrics and all the lights and all that stuff man like it was just cool just seeing these people within their own comfortable element being at home too but you know mm-hmm. but then you got people you know like nelly and and um and, and teddy riley you know and the internet connections and messing up and stuff like that so yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. i could understand like see why they did what they did and stuff k yeah, like, like you know, not, not even like the, just the worst quality ever imaginable, you know. But yeah, that that organic uh, feel to it, you know, while it it has dissipated, I think um, folks were already re- realizing you know the direction that you know versus was going to go and the potential of what the, how they was going to see it as like a touring weapon. You know, right. I mean? like this is going to be like something that is really going to get a lot of people's um, income off the ground and mm-hmm. build a lot of more revenue because, you know, who doesn't want to see like their favorites go, you know, song for song. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what, in your opinion, what has been the best one, do you think, so far out of all the ones that they have done? Uh, I, I really liked um, Rissa and DJ Premier. Uh, that's okay. that's still one of my favorites. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, one of the more recent ones. Uh, I di- I also like Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isleys. I watched a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's but I was really big at on you know to producer, um, producers um. You know, variations like the songwriters and producers are able to, you know, trade off, you know, right. their favorite, you know, song that they've written or produced for. But, um, but also one of my all time ones, obviously, um, D'Angelo's and Friend. Um, yeah, that, you know, because that was done, you know, on my birthday. And okay. You know, D'Angelo was like, you know, of course, you know, he's one of Richmond's favorite sons. Yeah. And, you know, that was that it just felt like it was just all encompassing. It was like this, this moment was made for me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that was that was just a special, a special event there. Um, but yeah, like versus like got some huge potential, like, of course, you know, with concerts, 
but they, I feel like they should do more and friends type. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like a lot of a lot of these artists, like that they they want to get on. You know, they feel like what's worth doing the verses for. Like I guess anyone, like they they already are made. They're very established, like a Janet Jackson or Mariah Carey or Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Um. You know, let's see what other artists are like. They're you know maybe maybe Pharrell uh, or Usher. You know, like you know folks like that. Like they're probably they're more likely would do like just them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. have friends on there. You know, to do like collaborations and whatnot. And I feel like eventually they're going to wind up getting to that point, but it's just mm-hmm. you know. It's just how they're going to do it. Like, like how would you go around through it? And and I feel like something like that you may want to put in an arena, I guess. Like, hypothetically, you do one with Jay-Z. You might, but the thing is, here's the thing with the thing with Jay-Z's, though. With Jay-Z, if he does one of those, it's no different from, if you've been to any Jay-Z concert yeah. with him just, like, yeah. him as a headliner or whatever, like, it feel like it's no different. It would have feel no different because he oh, he does play his like his greatest hits. He may surprise you with throwing a couple of songs in there, like deep cuts that didn't you know it wasn't you know on mainstream, but you had to listen to the album and to know to know the song and the words and stuff oh, yeah. like that. You know, but there's just certain artists that you know, I guess you could do it, you could do it just as a solo, just and friends, but. This feels no different than, and if you put it, if you put yeah. it in arena, yeah, yeah, it, it's more likely. Yeah, so it's just a, a glorified concert exactly. <laughs> with the with the headlining artists. You know, what right. I mean, like, like even because Drake he does that shit for um in OVO Fest as well. Yeah, um, and with um JC, you know, like yeah, like you when she said, like you know, he's playing the deep cuts, and you have to like have the album to listen to it. For some reason, I felt like every time he played the song back then during those times, mm-hmm. I don't know what the song was, even if I didn't have the album because I was always hearing it. Right. You know, so that's, you know, that's um, that, that's that's crazy in itself, man. But yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't really know how how it's gonna go as far as like you know. Like doing like an Anne Friends live events, but they could definitely get a make a lot, um, having tours of like different, like, like what you say with boxing cards, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. atrophy and whatnot. They, it would look like a fighting card with, with uh, the, the, the folks performing at these shows for the tour or, or a certain versus tour or, you know, a certain round mm-hmm. through from time to time. Yeah, I think, I mean, they, it, not all of them are going to be like great ones, you know, but yes, I definitely, the two, the two that I feel as far as like, and friends one that they should have is definitely, um, Mary J and Missy Elliott. Those are the two that, that need, that they oh, could yeah. just, yes. that I would love to see the most personally. Yeah, as actually, a, actually and friends one. They're the best choices actually, especially Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott friends, uh, Mary J friends, you know, if it's you know, it would be cool if it, it but you know Mar- Mariah definitely don't really need to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah, but you know, neither does Mary J. Mary J. Blige said it herself, like she doesn't see the value of you know, um, uh, doing the verses. 
you know, are competing against anyone else. You know, what does she she have to prove? (laughs) But the thing is, man, like, but if you correct me if I'm wrong, but how I always felt like when this thing first started, it wasn't about trying to prove anything to any, you know, to themselves or anything like that. It was more so like, yo, we as fans of, you know, these artists, so many times, once and I feel like and it's like that with all celebrities. It's like once you reach a certain status, you tend to start to lose relation to the person, like that that intimate closeness to that person. You know, because yeah, I mean we're all humans and stuff like that. But for a lot of celebrities and entertainers and artists, you know, once they blow up, it's like you kind of lose that that connection with them. Like it's almost like a personal connection, and I feel like that's what made those early versus things the events so good is that it just felt like you know like they just felt like they just regular human beings like us man with they just regular people one of the my favorite ones that had that type of feeling was the um was the erica badu one you know oh her and joe scott Scott. Yeah, I absolutely good. loved it, and it's not. I mean, those two. I granted, I I love Jill Scott to begin with, but and Erica, I love her too. But it's just the fact that the the, the settings that they were in, like it just felt, especially um, Jill yeah. Scott. It just it was like in their home, like in their homes, and it could have been Erica's home too, because I mean, it's Erica Badu, you know, <laughs> who knows? I. She probably has like a crazy fucking looking house anyway. So <laughs> we're probably like two or three studios in that shit. So, but, but the, at the end of the day though, it's just the fact that we just felt that we had, we was connecting to them on a more personal level because, you know, we were all in our houses and they're in their houses too, you know, and it just, it just had a, just a genuine natural feel to it as compared to, you know, having these stays set up like the Gucci and, and, and Jeezy one. You know, yeah. like you know how that and whole Monica thing. and Brandy, right, right, all that. The only exception that I would make so far was the Patty Labelle one. All right, like that one. You know her, her and Gladys Knight. You know, yeah. Even though they had it was all glitzy looking, but it, but if but the crazy thing is that it fit them though. Yeah, you know, I think that was the reason why they was able to get away with it because. We could visually see them like, all right, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is the type of setting they probably would be in anyway. But uh, it's, yeah, I, I like more of the just the intimate at home feeling, but I get the whole, you know, put them on a stage and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm eager to see how everything turns out for this one tomorrow night, though, um, with, with Bobby and Key Sweat. That's interesting, but I, uh, I, should be a fun one. It should be definitely, definitely, and for sure. At the end, end of the day, if Bobby Brown does not play Thug Loving, I'm gonna be mad. Oh, okay. you know he's gonna have to figure out a way to play that man. I, I, I'm telling you, man, I'd be so disappointed if he does not play that song. Bring Ja Rule out if you need to. Okay, if you need, if you're gonna do the song, you can bring Ja out. That's fine. Nobody's gonna have an issue with that because. People want to probably hear that damn song, uh, but I just yeah yeah Bobby gonna win. Bobby gonna win. It's gonna be better. It's gonna yeah. be closer. Than, <laughs> it's gonna be closer than what everybody probably initially may think. But Bobby, listen, Bobby got it. Every the moment he plays, every little step is over. 
I know, right? Is it that's, that's <laughs> it's over, man. Like that's it. That's all. Really, that's all he has to play. Like you know, because he gets to my career, he's already beaten down to the ground, like stumped down, like keep kicking up, like you know, he's just getting beat down. And then yeah. you know, he played Doug Levin. It's over. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We even get to the new edition stuff. Like I, I know it's gonna be kind of like emotional though if he when he plays that song that he did, uh, with Whitney man, like um, yeah. That, I know that yeah, one, most that, definitely. that's gonna be tough. I know that's gonna be tough. Um but I think it was a something in common or something like that. Uh so I'm eager to see what he does. But but then Keith Sweat man got make it last forever though, man. Yeah, yeah, he does, man. He gotta make it last forever, man. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but after that, I'm like, uh, where, where else can you go? <laughs> nah, <he laughs> for, personally, for me, because you know, you know I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit on the younger side. I only listened with so much Keep Sweat growing right. up. But I, I like I, I, when I think of Keep Sweat songs, that's the one I go to the most. <laughs> Not nobody. <laughs> oh, of course, nobody too. Yeah, I mean, then again, like. You know, I'm like, uh, you got nobody and, and make it last forever. And I'm like, it, it's mainly just the Teddy Wiley shit that I'll be listening to. You're right, man. So. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, uh, Teddy Wiley, man. <laughs> Teddy Wiley, that, that's a cheat code, man. That's amazing. That whole, that whole New Jack genre, man. Like the other day I was, um, when I was traveling, I was listening to uh I had create I created a playlist uh of just new jack like songs from that era. Um yeah. and, and man I could just put it on shuffle and it's guaranteed. Like I could do it on shuffle and, and the first ten songs that play, eight of them is gonna be Teddy Riley produced. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's unfair, but um that dude was a freaking genius, man. It's just timeless, classic music. So we'll see how that goes. I can't remember what's the other ones that's happening after that one, though. I always lose track of that stuff uh, until, like, maybe. I know. I forgot. Somebody somebody put out a fake one. A, a fake oh, call. Yeah, Chris Paul just got put on skates. I'm so scarred. Sorry, man. Oh, Whew. man. <laughs> well, I, mean, it's, 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 I mean, yes, it's eight minutes ago. But I feel like this 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 might be a wrap here, man. You know, like unless Paul George just comes alive, like in the last eight minutes, like Chris Middleton. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't, I don't see it, my man. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope Phoenix could close this out. Um, I'm trying to think. What was the other thing that I had? So, re- oh, you know what? To go, to go back to the basketball stuff. Uh, have you? Do you do you want to talk about that whole Phil Jackson thing, man, with Scottie Pippen? Uh, I, I mean, as far as like that, I I with Scottie Pippen in general, like this has been a hell of a media run he's been on. <laughs> he, he's been he's like Quincy Jones, man, when he looked like he was on his last days, but <laughs> he he's just telling everything. It's like he just don't give a shit, and he's just going to say what he wants to say. And you know what? I love Scottie for that. You know, um, but as far as this Phil Jackson stuff, I personally, like, 
bro, I just saw the statements, but I don't know exactly what Scotty said. But I saw all the stuff out of that context that end up with like previous statements that he made in the past that made me go, oh, so this is what Scotty was talking about. Um, but yeah, man, just um, you know, just elaborate more with uh, the whole uh, issue of between Scotty Pippen and how his feelings towards Phil Jackson and this failed racism while being head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, man. It's like, come on, man. Why we... I thought all the turmoil, all those stuff, I thought that ended after the last dance. Like, I thought that was going... Man, they, they, cap, they were all capping. <laughs> we just found that out. They were all capping, bro. Like, I thought all that stuff was just going to stop right there. All right, I know. Piece, man. It was a Jordan Puff piece, bro. It, 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 we found out that all that shit's cap. Yeah, it's just... Leave my bulls alone, man. Let me. I just want to listen. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I loved watch watching that whole thing. It was amazing. I mean, I was yeah. a Bulls fan. It was like, oh my gosh, it's like a oh, dream yeah, come true, you know. But um, but nah, we knew it, what it was, it, man. It was, we knew yeah, what it, it was. Is, yeah, we we knew it was was coming down there. But this the stuff Phil said, uh, you know, in, in, in the past, especially like there was a. I saw some, you know, quotes that was made from a couple of his books and just him just notoriously saying some very um, interesting stuff um, about black ball players in general. I remember it, it, like it was like, you know, that quote, um, there was a quote in his book. It was like called Maverick. It was like done like in the 70s or something like that. And um, and I was having a discussion with my father about it earlier, you know, how he was specifically mentioning how, especially on the Knicks that the front court guys played white basketball while the back court played back black basketball and black players they more so about the 101 and themselves more than a team oriented mind state like white players had and i thought <laughs> and i had spoke to my father about it and i and i automatically said wait a second i'm like so let me get this straight dad like he, cuz he was a guard so like you're a black guard and you playing the one on one, coming from New York, obviously, and, and just driving to the hole. But you know, yeah, he did that. He was that type of player. But and if anybody listened to, but the the podcast, he made the team better. Like the previous season, they only won one game or didn't even win one game. Then he comes in and they're like constantly being, you know, contenders, championship contenders, and. <laughs> So just off of that notion by itself, I'm like, I, right, you you really capping right now, like you're really capping right now with that stuff, yeah, Bill. Man. But but what Pippen was saying though, um, I mean, it doesn't sound far fetched at all. Uh, it, it's and I know the play that Dan Patrick and him were talking about. Um, I remember that play, and it was a <laughs> before that. He had um, he it was almost like he was playing one on one against somebody. He was like on the perimeter, or close to it, and he had shot an air ball, and it caused a shot clock violation. And now we know Scottie Pippen wasn't really a shooter like that, anyway. So it was kind of an unusual play for him to be in any to begin with, or how he ended up with that type of shot. And then I was kind of like joking in my mom, like, "Yeah, Phil must have saw that." It's like. See, 
This is what I was talking about, everybody. This is what I was talking about. One-on-one basketball. Didn't want to do stuff for the for the team. Nah, this next play, Tony's getting the ball. I'm getting the ball to Tony. Like, and, and obviously Tony makes a shot, and then you know everybody's all happy. And that was the play also, I think, infamously, that Scotty just sat down. <laughs> He's like, fuck this. I'm not being part of this. Like, I don't ask me to be part of this play. And, you know, and he felt that, you know, as being the number one guy at that time, you know, like, hey, he deserves the right to have that last shot. But, dude, not everybody has, like, not everybody that deserves that, that you would think gets the last shot deserves that last shot. And then that, that, that type of play, it was just a, it was a bad play that was drawn up for him to begin with. So, but for Phil to be like the next play, like now nah, we're going to give it to Tony to try to win us the game. I mean, I get it. I guess you could feel a certain way about if you if you're the top player, but you know, it's not like Tony Kukoc was a bad option though. At the same time, to make a game winning bucket, and especially if you don't have much time and you're going to have to make that the, either that perimeter shot, um, or something close to it. Okay, Tony may be a better shooter at that with, from that distance, but uh, for Pippen though to still kind of you know hold a grudge over that, I was like, come on, dude, like all right, like you'll be you you got you got the ring the next three seasons. So, or actually, no, I shouldn't say that because this was ninety four, then they didn't win another one until ninety six. But like, dude, like you know, you'll be all right. Uh, yeah, hey, he he will be, but. Listen, man, Chris Paul got guys mad. I saw, he man. Got like, folks mad. <laughs> Chris Paul? Pat, yo, Pat, man. Pat Bell just lost his mind. <laughs> like, he's definitely getting ejected. It's not even like you can't even – he's gone from his game. Like, Oh, yeah, he's, a, he's, under, he's under his skin, man. Like Chris Paul like, is under Beverly's skin. <laughs> He destroyed him. <laughs> the crazy thing is that that Patrick Beverly is normally the one that gets under other people's skin, mm-hmm. and for him to be and and we all know how he acts anyway. Like that was some that was some cheap stuff right there, man. That was some yeah. cheap shit right there. Yeah, definitely, bro. Like like I said, like 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 we said before that we saw him begin recording the show. Uh, Patrick Beverly is that dude. That's in the entourage that be ad libbing and saying shit while he's behind the cooler, more impressive niggas that are yeah. helping him out and get his stuff done. That's <laughs> why Chris Paul is celebrating. He's fist bumping after that push. He's like, "Yeah, I did that." <laughs> but but like he was just saying with, with, oh. with the type of guy that he is like he'll be right. He'll be with his main homeboy, right? His homeboy trying to handle business, whatever and stuff like that. And Patrick Beverly be that guy in the back, like at the every yeah, time. Do, do, yeah, he's scrappy dude. He's yeah. scrappy dude. Let me at him. Yeah. <laughs> Let me him. Nah, like the, his his friend, his friend that's like the main guy and whatever that's going on, talking all the stuff. And after every sentence, you a guy like Patrick Beverly in the back, like yeah, yeah, uh huh. He'll fuck you up, man. Yeah, like dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like what? <laughs> keep on going for so long. The whole. The whole time, you're more pissed at that dude just hey. talking behind the guy that you're supposed to be upset at. Right, it's like- exactly. <laughs> it's like, dude, yo, shut the fuck up, man. No, I got this. I got it. All right, man, we'll handle it then. 
but what the hell do you think I'm? Th-? You know, it's like, come on, <laughs> like come that on, dude is man. a yeah. thing as shit, man. <laughs> but oh well, man. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a clear sign right there. Like after he did that, that's when he knew that he, they wasn't going to come back and try to win this game. Yeah, yeah. This this is this is this game is definitely over. Um, <laughs> shout out to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, so, so getting it done, bro. Like they got it done. Hopefully, you know, the Atlanta Hawks can get it done too. Um, I also, I hope no one from the Milwaukee Bucks react the way that the Clippers did. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, I feel not, uh, not because the Eastern Conference Finals is actually a very respectable finals. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did not see like Hawks fans were. You know, you know, supporting Giannis when he caught back in was starting to walk on his power. They were, you know, cheering him on and rooting for him because, you know, they didn't want to see that go down. And there's a, there's kind of an interesting history between Milwaukee and Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, like dating back from like the 50s, bro. Like Atlanta used to play in Milwaukee <laughs> and. And for a time, you know, of course, you know, you have Budenholzer, you know, he was a former coach of the Hawks. Now he's with the Bucks. But the Hawks were also looking at Giannis Antetokounmpo when he was a teenager. Hmm. Yeah, and it was between them and the Bucks that were going to draft him, and you know Milwaukee ended up winning out. Uh, and because like the, the Hawks promised, they were going to give him a promise, which was funny enough. Uh, you can hear this like uh, the, the Giannis um draft podcast uh, that was um the Adrian Wojnarowski did. Uh huh. And it's like it's. It's so it's wild just to think about it, like how they all tie in. In some ways, you know, I feel like you know Hawks fans they just they they have a mutual respect for the Bucks. I'm like, you can't really like, can't really dislike anyone on the team. Yeah, you know, like, uh, Boone is a different story, but mm-hmm. but as far as the team goes, you know, they they love they love Giannis. They, they he's a likable player. He's much more likable than Joel and B. That's for sure. And oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and, 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 it, and it shows that because every time he does a big bucket, you know, they'll go quiet. They'll respect it. Of course, they're going to egg on him and do the counting when he do the free throws because, hey, that thing, that's that's his gimmick now, bro. He's on the road. Right. <laughs> that's his thing, you know. And, but they, they, they still show him the utmost respect. And shout out to the Hawks fans for doing that, too, because, um. Yeah, it just, it just, it just, they continue to make the NBA look good when everyone else is making it look bad when they're out there acting assholes. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So we just like to have a good time, man. Yeah. We just like to have fun and party. Now, that's, that's really what the crowd is for us. We party, have fun, and just like to see some great hoop. That's it. That's it. You know, you just hope that, but then again, I don't know anybody on Milwaukee that would, try to do some dumb mess like what Patrick Beverly just did at Chris Paul. Like, I don't see anybody doing anything stupid like that to, you know, Trey Young or anything like that. At least not on Milwaukee. I can't think of anybody yeah. of that nature. You know, I can yeah. think of somebody on Philly doing some stuff like that because it's Yeah, yeah Dwight Howard. Right. You know, so, yeah, somebody like him. You know, but as far as Milwaukee, nah. But then also, don't don't leave out as far as Oh my gosh, Chris Falls is ridiculous this game. Oh, um, uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna stomp their hearts out. He does not care. He's he's trying to just destroy them. It's with much time left on the clock, man. Right, right. But don't also discredit. Um, they had fierce battles in the eighties too. Those uh, Milwaukee 
in, in Hawks oh, team. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, wow. Can't, like, yeah. can't forget those. Can't forget those, the man. Sidney Moncrief and all of them? Yeah. All right. Like, right. Like, I haven't watched too much, like, Milwaukee Bucks 80s games, but uh, those Hawks teams in the, um, in, in the past, like, the games he had against Boston – and Chicago, like Dominique Wilkins, bro, he he was he was hooping with the rest of them, hooping better. He was putting up forty burgers and all of that, going mm-hmm. bucket for bucket against Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. And those games, yo, those games actually fit the pace of today's NBA, which is incredible. Like right. the pace was so fast, and they were just shooting back and forth. Like like those are actually if there's any games to watch from the eighties, it's definitely watching. You know, those games involving Dominique, Atlanta Hawks, uh, of course, the Showtime Lakers, Larry mm-hmm. Bird, Celtics, and, you know, young Michael Jordan, man. Like, they they were the fastest paced. <laughs> I felt like they felt like the fastest paced teams, you know, in the league when they play up against each other. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking right now because I, I couldn't remember exactly which year um, as far as Milwaukee and Atlanta facing each other in the playoffs. Um, but 1984, I'm looking at, they, they faced each other in the first round. And a very young Doc Rivers is playing in that series too. So that's – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Doc Rivers. <laughs> you know, so it, it's – they definitely got a history for sure. That that goes without saying. You know, so it, it, it's it, it's nice to see – and it could be, and it could be one of those things for now. You know, I, then again, I don't know, you know, how much longer, as far as Milwaukee, how they're currently constructed, that they're going to stay the way that they are right now. Um, yeah, you know, you know, you would hope that it could maybe be something starting of a somewhat of a a, a, a modern day rivalry between those two yeah. teams seeing each other a lot. Um, if uh-huh. if not. It, uh, if 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 it wasn't there before, I would think this series should, you know, reinvigorate that, um, you know, in a few for future seasons or even just like even just the regular season games and stuff like that, you know, because the the nature of the the league how it is, man, you you just never know who may be on your team next year. Yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, so, man. It, it, it's for Paul George though, man. Like, man. Like he had a rough game. He like he was absolutely gas this whole series. But yeah, um, yeah. he was just so good in playoffs. And Definitely. Just didn't have it tonight. And this is one of those this is that night where they absolutely missed Kawhi Leonard. You know. Yeah, it's it's just it's just it's just something you know. I can't I can't really slander the man. No. Because you know, he no, put in no. work this year. Uh yeah. he was he he did what he had to do. Uh, you just didn't have it, man. You ran out of gas. Uh, but yo, man, just see Chris Paul, his whole family's there, man. That's incredible. You know, he said, you know, they're like they're he's like you know he he is praising and bowed down, you know, and thanking the L.A. crowd. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like the Clippers fans are actually happy to see Chris Paul. Um, I would hope so, man. So. I would hope so. You know that guy. I mean, he was. Lob City, you ain't you can't be Lob City without Chris Paul. Yeah, you can't. So yeah, and, uh, and I really, I really need, need. I'm hoping that the Hawks make it, man, because it's just something about a Chris Paul, Trey Young matchup 
that just got me like salivating because these are two guys that are cut from the same cloth. Right. It's being dickheads <laughs> on the court and trying to, you know, manipulate the rule book any way that they can. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be some type of student teacher type of ordeal, you know, if they end up facing each other. And of course, you know, but Devin Booker is going to do his thing. Mm-hmm. Man, I just, just, I just want to, just the banter between those two will be like masterful. <laughs> yeah, it may not be the most popular finals combination, but I think it, as far as exciting matchups, because it's yeah. some something. It more even importantly, it's something fresh and new. You know, it, it's you always going to need those type of years um, in playoffs or, or or with finals where. Every once in a while, you have just a fresh matchup that you just never would think you would see on that level, that 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 stage. And, you know, we're so used to the regular powerhouses of, you know, the Lakers and Celtics and Warriors and LeBron when he was with the Cavs and, 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 and uh, Miami, you know, like the regular in San Antonio's of the league, like the regular juggernauts. You're so used to seeing those teams um so when you have something like a phoenix and atlanta combo a potential combo um i don't know i find i find it greater when there's something fresh and new that you just don't see often uh so i'm hoping i said that's the that's a uh that's going to wind up being the finals in the end i would be super excited about that um i wouldn't I won't go and say that I wouldn't be excited to see a Phoenix and Milwaukee series, um, especially to see how, you know, who does Giannis, you know, who, who does he match up against? Who does Aiton match up against? Um, and, and how, just how everything fares out in the end with that stuff. But, we're going to have to wait and see, man. We'll wait and see. We'll, we'll, we'll know. We'll know by the weekend for sure. The end of the weekend. You know how that turns out. Uh, most definitely, man. I, I am like, I'm, I'm happy about this. Uh, like good for these kids, man. The Valley are the Valley are the Western conference champions, man. Yep. Uh, that, yeah. Oh Lord. Valley boys, bro. Oh, uh, well, Lil Wayne is over at the game, and Chris Paul brought him onto the of court course. just now. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. You know, it's, it's just very That's- interesting how these players, <laughs> how these rappers, and like, it's just very it's coming random. Home. It's coming home. It's just, Lil Wayne has a weird combination of teams that he cheers for anyway. I'm still... I do you I ever? Cheer, I think he's cheering for. I think he's cheering for just a player at this point. He's not a Suns fan, is he? Uh, that's not to my knowledge. You would think yeah. that he would be a Pelicans fan. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Uh, I don't. Know. I, I think he. I think he roots for the Lakers. Uh, see, I'm not, I can't remember. See, and, and, and he's like a Packers fan. He's a Packers fan, but yet you're from New Orleans. But yet you, like, it just makes no sense. Like how how are you it's a Packers weird. fan and a and a Saints fan? I don't know. Chris Paul, I don't know. Not Chris Paul. I mean, Lil Wayne, I don't know, man. Yeah, 
I just don't get it. <laughs> like, ah, uh, that's a weird combo. That's a very weird combo. It's like I'm trying to think what other celebrity has a weird um like combination of sports like LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like he's been whacking machine. <laughs> Seriously. He's oh, he's like. a Cleveland Indians hat. He's had a Yankees hat. Oh, uh, he's yeah, had Dallas Cowboys jersey. Right. Cleveland Browns jersey. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. Los Angeles Lakers jersey. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> Oh man. I, I yeah, I mean, follow him wherever he goes. I promise you to to the end of time, I will never fully get tired, but at the same time, find it funny of how just athletes and musicians, like just how they just love to, they want to live each other's lives. Yeah, man. It's wild. (laughs) It's crazy, bro. It's like you never, yeah, you never even know like what be like the combination too between like say athlete or rapper. It's like wow, like you, you really be rolling with one another. Like Chris Paul and Lil Wayne, that, that's still wow. Even though you know, uh, you know, but they definitely did have a history in some way because you know he played in New Orleans. You know, pretty sure Wayne has that you know true. watched him play. That is true. You know, at this time when he was coming up as a youngin, and, you mm-hmm. know, Wayne was you know hottest fish grease, you know, at, you know, for a very long time. But definitely when you know Chris was in New Orleans, so like for real, like it's just still crazy just to see these right, like seeing like Jay Z at Brooklyn games or Lakers games to see LeBron. You know, or no, you know, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. before you go any further, this is how it goes. LeBron, I'm not LeBron. Jay Z. Goes to Brooklyn games for obvious reasons. Yeah, Beyonce goes to Lakers games for LeBron. For LeBron, right? that's true. Yes, that's that's, that, 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 that's, that's yeah, all it yeah, is. Okay, that, yeah, definitely, that's for sure. She ain't there to see the Lakers. <laughs> she there to see yeah. LeBron. <laughs> She's there to see LeBron. But she was my change. She was watching the Nets game though. She was at that Nets game against Milwaukee, and she was very, very attentive and enthusiastic and watching almost every play. And she'll, she'll, hey. And she'll be like that in general, but make no mistake though. <laughs> if there if there is any team that she's going game that she'll really would like to go, it's going to be a Lakers game now. So yeah, <laughs> more so yeah, than for Brooklyn. sure. Because Jay Z Jay Z went to Brooklyn games by himself or or, or or with his brother or whoever, you know. But I never I can't recall other I can't recall Beyonce going to a game just like by herself or with like like with her mother or or, or with her friends or whatever. Can you recall that? Because I can't. No, nah, no, nah, I don't think she went by herself. See that yeah. Uh at all. Rihanna does though. You well, know, Rihanna definitely goes, you know, to, to games by herself. And she, for the exact same reason, brother. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same reason why Beyonce will go to the games is why Rihanna will go to the games. But you know she also likes the sport. She does, but then sometimes she'd be repping. She'll be at the Rockets games at least when yeah. they were. This sounds crazy for me to say when they were good. It's like they just turned bad, really, this yeah. season. But you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things, man. I just always find it funny. I know it, it's it's almost like a running joke with her and um, 
was it with her and LeBron thing, but you know, it, it's it's great to see how a lot of these celebrities, man, how these artists, you know, they just and that was the thing going back to like how I was talking about with the versus thing, man. I mean, granted, we all know it's always been like that forever with celebrities um coming to these NBA games and sitting courtside and stuff like that. Um it, it, but then there but then you have those moments where you see them, you know, interacting with and you know waving or being nice or signing autographs with people that was like sitting nearby them or taking selfies and stuff like that you know it's always nice to have that extra layer of connection to these people so it, yeah. it, and it's like always mentioned about the versus thing like just that was I always felt like was the main purpose of for us to feel like we were right in their living room with them uh but you know hey keep on coming celebs keep on coming Rappers stay as rappers do not. J. Cole, well, <laughs> J. Cole, that's a different story by himself. Master P wants, I yeah. think, he's still trying to, he's still trying to um, own a team. I don't know what team that's he could so. possibly buy. I mean, yeah, I, uh, he probably would try to go for the Pelicans. I'm not too sure. But I mean, I don't like. He could. That's going to take a lot. I think that's who he. Would, I think that's what. Um, from what I saw the other day, what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He wants to try to buy the Pelicans. I'm like, listen, man. If he's able to do that, that's awesome. That's great. Um, but I, I just don't see him being an owner. I'm sorry. I, I just can't, can't see Master P being an owner of an NBA team. But never say never, though. At the end of the day. Um, yeah. But yeah. But uh. But since we're like close, close to ending this, um, so I, I wanted to tell you, man. So last night, I uh, went to see that last Fast and Furious movie. Man, I'm gonna say this: <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to give spoilers out or anything like that. But expect the most ridiculous stuff that you could ever expect. You uh, got it. You got coming there I expecting mean, the, that. The, the, tra- the trailer alone, man, you, you should expect it's going to be one of the most overbooked, <laughs> visually stunning, chaotic movies you'll ever watch. It, it like, reminds me of a very overbooked. It reminds me, you know what the Fast and Furious movies now remind me of? It reminds me of WWF in 98. Like, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Like, you have good you you'll have good quality like there is certain you got to go in there with the expectation of expecting the most craziest damn thing ever mm-hmm. and at the same time you can't help but to just enjoy it because you, you like you know what it is and it's it, it is entertaining you you're not watching it for the plot anymore like they they yeah. done with that stuff it's like what crazy no thing that we could right it's like, what crazy thing could we think of next as for shock value, but you know it's just going to keep the people coming in? And like you said, it's like, like the most overbooked match ever. Like, how 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 do you, how can we give Finn Diesel and The Rock superpowers without making them superhumans? <laughs> like, and then, they, will, they will be punching missiles and taking cars head on. Flip to them and he grab it. <laughs> Going and then, right back. <laughs> and then you add in John Cena now. And it's like, <laughs> what the world? Like, what? Superman. Yeah, I, I would say John, John did, he did a good job. He did, he did a good acting job in this. So I, I could easily see 
why he did this, and he's he was perfect for this. This is the type of thing that he's perfect for. I will say there are some stuff that in the in this movie with him that you can't. I couldn't help but to laugh and be like, "Are you serious?" But um, <laughs> and, and when you watch it, or if you if you plan to watch it anytime soon, whoever's listening when they watch it, you'll know what you'll know what I mean. It's just <laughs> it's just certain things, and uh, I, I will I will leave the, my review with just one quote, not a single scratch, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, oh, okay, not a single scratch. When you watch it, you'll understand what that what I mean by that in the end. Um, but overall, though, it, it, I will say it was highly entertaining, and it would only be highly entertaining if you come in with the mindset of expecting you're not going to expect a you know a, 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 an Academy Award movie and anything like that. They may win something, maybe with special effects, for all I know. But um, but overall, it wasn't a bad movie at all. Would I go to the theater to watch it again? No. I will watch it the next time, like on, you know, whatever streaming service. I don't know if there's going to be an HBO or whatever the case with stars. I don't know when they, what is going to be shown on or what it is being shown on. But the next time I watch it will be within the confines of my house. I will not mm. be, I will not be uh, buying another ticket for that <laughs> at all. Uh, but it, it's, I will say though, it's, you know, going into the movies, man, and I think I had, said something about the last episode real quick when I was um last time I went there to see that Cru- Cruella movie uh, which was also very good too uh, it, it's not it's not bad being in the theaters and I understand you know if you're still reluctant to go inside the movie theater perfectly understand with that um, you know that's and that's the beauty of when you have movies that's coming out you know on like a Disney Plus or or HBO Max, you know, those type of stuff. Um, but uh, it, it's these more, I saw a lot of previews, there's more movies coming out, and I'm noticing a lot of these movies, they promoting it as if they can only be seen in the theater. But we all know that's not going to be the case at all. Hmm. You know? so, Interesting. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like they, But then again, you're in the movie theater, so where else, would they, why would they going to tell you, oh, no, don't come back, watch it in the comfort home. Like, no, no. Give us your money. <laughs> I mean, well, we should still give you the option of watching it in the theater and and uh, on streaming. You know, if anything, you could probably cut the uh, the streaming option in half as opposed to one month. You now have to wa- have it for two weeks. So right. you know, you, you still have folks who, like recruitment trying to you know watch the movie. You know, just in case. So like, if they miss out on it, they'll go and watch it. Uh, at the theater, but yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be a while before uh, me and my girl will be going to a movie theater to watch a, a film. Um, and I, I'm more than likely I'll just wait for it to come on streaming or on demand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I they just get some, you know, if you're fortunate enough, just get a pop, little small little popcorn machine. Just you know, just make some popcorn at home, man. Skip the microwave, you know, make make the fresh type from um, you know, those kernels and stuff like that. I. I Whenever next place I wind up moving to, um, I think I'm going to start investing into that, you know, just to see if it's that much better than the microwave popcorn. Because um, there are certain people that I've known that they like, no, I like the pop fresh popcorn at home. I don't like the microwave it, which I, in the many ways I can understand why that's the case. But 
I wonder if there's a different taste between the two uh, with that. But uh, also another thing um, I also wanted to touch on with you, man, um, with the Olympics coming up, man, um, it's going to be interesting, number one, uh, the Team USA's for the men and women basketball team, how that's going to turn out. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it, it, I still don't understand Kevin Love being on the team. But anyway, <laughs> I just, no, no, no one does, man. It's the like, weirdest thing, it, man. It, I feel like he invited they, himself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was more likely the token pick, bro, because like, I'd rather give that to Gordon Hayward <laughs> if they were really going that route. Right, but right, Julius right. Randle, like they said, Julius Randle was right there. Like right, why right. why why miss out on someone that has proven to have that's proven enough who had a great season by the way uh, and uh, made the All NBA team right uh, why why are you not having him on instead of having Kevin Love who has done dick for the last three seasons and barely played over twenty games it feels like when I see him on the court you know he's barely there. So and yet they say that they need him for uh, a veteran presence with Olympic international experience. I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't really need him. Like that's that's what Kevin Durant's for. That's what Draymond Green's for. Like they're like you know they have that experience already. You know it, it's better to just to bring in the best players that you have available that perform and met the expectations of being an Olympian. Yeah, you know, random thing about Kevin Love. You know this sucker showed up the two two uh, Islanders games during the playoffs his last round. It's the most randomest thing. Like Kevin Love, oh, wow. yeah, he showed up to two home games, and it's the weirdest thing ever. Because it's like, dude, I didn't even know you're a hockey fan, and why would you be a Long Island out of all the places? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna complain, but it's just so random. And they were like, yeah, Chris Paul is at the game. And one of the, and a few people was like, "Yeah, they showed him on the, they showed him on his on the scoreboard, and like nobody oh, wow. reacted. Nobody really reacted to him. <laughs> it's just oh, like, wow. right? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's Chris, not Chris. Oh, oh, it's Kevin Love. Oh, okay, oh, well, cool. <laughs> like it's the most mm-hmm. randomest thing to me. Like nobody really Kevin gave Love's a, a shit. traveling man. Like he he likes traveling around and and hiking on mountains and shit. <laughs> well, you I know. don't. I I don't know how he traveled his way over to, like I said, over to Long Island, New York. But uh, but thank you, Kevin Love. Uh, appreciate <laughs> appreciate the love. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it, um, but yeah, I like to say his his option, him being on there is perplexing as hell to me. Um, another yeah. great thing happening, um, you know, in case you've been under a rock. Uh, lately, the, the the trials that's been going on. Simone Biles, I mm-hmm. see she's still kicking ass and literally telling everybody, "I'm I'm the goat." And Allison Felix too, man. Yeah, man, Allison Felix. Hey, I think this this her last run. I think she was saying her last go around mm. with the Olympics. So uh, yeah, it's about that time. Yeah, she's been doing it for a while, but. But then Shakari Richardson, or Shakari Richardson, my fault. I wanted yes. to go try to correct me and stuff like that. Yeah, it's Shakari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that girl is that girl is a real deal, man. She's the real deal, and 
like, and I know a lot of people, they may look at her personality and there was, there's been even some dudes, some, some, even some brothers that been like criticizing her and her, how she looks and stuff like that. And it's just like, dude, like, what are you doing? I, I just don't understand. Like, why are you so, why is it this so much of a disdain and it bothers you so much that, yeah, she got the long nails. Yeah, she may not have a typical, uh, a feminine body. And, and, and she has the, you know, the, you know, she's wearing colorful wigs. So fucking what, man? Like, that's, it's, that's what makes her her. And I just never understand why people, you know, try to take away if if an athlete or something like that is trying to be expressive of who they are, let them be expressive about it. Yeah, there's no need to dim their light, man. No, not at uh, all. For no reason. It, it, but but you know, it, it's it's much much deeper than that it pertaining to like how it, for her, especially you know, with any black woman that exudes confidence and and their love for oneself, like you know, like. It's, you know, it's as it's, it's much as it pains me to say, man. You know, uh, often, you know, mo- you know, some black men they they have a tendency to like tear that down, and and black women too, which is weird. Like they like yeah. like tearing up, tearing their own down, where if they show any like any confidence and have any light within themselves, shining. And yeah, it's it, that's what Shakari. You know, we we saw it on Twitter and whatnot. Like they they they're just quick to try to you know. You know, bring someone down when they're you're starting to you know make some momentum. Yeah, yeah, but no, but that that was a kudos for her. That was great, and I think for me, um, what was even a, what what made everything you know even greater is like after she had qualified to be um, going to Tokyo and her going into the crowd uh, to embrace her grandmother, and she was saying that her biological mother had passed away. Uh, recently, but it's just the, the the emotion that she had, like when she hugged her grandmother, and, and the emotion that came out of her, you know, it's just like you and you think about it, like she's only twenty one, mm-hmm. and that's like she's still, you know, you still a, a kid in a sense, um, you know, and at that age, and just her reaction, it was just a very genuine and innocent reaction, and you like to see. It's just one of those things that you just love to see, you know, yeah. that, that type of show of emotion. Because, um, you know, I would shit, you know, if, I, if I'm if i a track person and I just like broke a record and stuff like that, you know, I mean, just off of that, I would have been emotional by itself. But then, you know, to be to do that in front of somebody, family member, a loved one that yeah. that helped you a lot and stuff like that, like I, I would imagine that makes it even sweeter. Um, but it should be the Olympics should be nothing but a bunch of black excellence in there. And I am happy to see that. And of course I'll be cheering them on and, uh, you know, not, not every one of them may get a medal or anything like that, but, um, you know, I hope, hope for the best for those athletes over there, man. Especially now, especially since they put the thing that you can't, like you can't be all, you know, activist mode over there over in Tokyo they, the Olympics committee don't want any of that stuff I think somebody's going to do oh, it anyway yeah um, they will you know but and they, that person or people shouldn't be punished for that um, 
but I'm I'm gonna be watching. I'll definitely be watching. Um, I gotta brush up on my knowledge on what other teams that, as far as like the on the basketball teams, you know, what other countries may actually pose a threat. I don't know. Um, uh, well, I, I, I was checking the rosters already. Um, Australia is always going to be in the mix. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, you know, Spain. France is qualified as yeah. well. But, you know, I, I don't really see it for France, especially against this U.S. team. Yeah. Um, you know, but Slovenia, of course, Spain, obviously. Like, Spain still got a number of guys that were in the 2012 Olympic team. <laughs> like, well, even you got any Olympic team, they still got – the Gasol brothers are still – eligible to play but then again yeah. you know those leagues like spain like those countries spain argentina you know stuff like that like those guys are starting when they're like 17 you know yeah so you know you gotta think about it like of course they're gonna be on like the same t- they're gonna be in those teams for like four it feels like four or five olympics <laughs> you know because they started off as like 15, 16 right <laughs> i know Giannis ain't gonna be playing for greece yeah, yeah. Uh, him, um, looks like he won't be playing. He won't be playing at all. Obviously, no, even no. if he was healthy, uh, I, I couldn't see him playing for Greece this year. But uh, I think Co- um, Casas Atacupo, um, their youngest brother, one of the young, the youngest brother that's in, currently in the league, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be playing in Greece right now. Okay. So, because was it? It's it's three brothers, right? Uh, four. Four. I believe, but it's three in the league. Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, so three in the league. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the so, younger yeah. two ones are not going to be in there. It's just only the, the youngest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. So Giannis and uh, – looks like Giannis and Danassis won't be playing because they're currently knee-deep in the playoff you know, race right now. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. But I don't know if they're actually a part of yeah, the team. They yeah, probably you're still right. are. But, but they, they're likely not, you know, playing like, you know, qualifying rounds right now. Okay. Should be interesting. It should be interesting just in general, see how everything goes with that stuff. Maybe the U.S. won't finish with more gold medals. I don't know. You know, Serena ain't yeah. going to – she ain't going to be in there. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, this, this is, and this is before her recent injury before the other the injury, day. Yeah. Uh, she said she wasn't going to be in it. Um, You know, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of new faces. Got a lot of new, a lot faces. new faces, but I feel like like we this is our probably our best crop of talent yet going into um the Olympics collectively. But we pretty much say that every year, every time the Olympics come right. Through. It does. We we do feel that way. Um, I'm a, and then also I I am also going to be cheering for um Kate Ledecky and and, and um yeah because obviously the connection with her uncle and my team i'm a cheer for her you know like i'm i'm a little bit biased on Mm -hmm. on that side so um but um but even simone emmanuel you know i'm a cheer for her too hope she i hope she wins something uh, uh, at least a medal i don't know she does the same um if she does the same swimming races as as Ledecky, I don't know. I, I think they do two both once. I, I gotta look more deep into that. Um, but if they are not going against each other, I would like for both of them to get gold in their respective, you know, comp- swimming competitions that they're involved in. Uh, but uh, it's 
I'm not excited for it, but it's one of those things. It's like, all right, you know, I'll watch it. Just certain sports in general. But is there anything else you're looking forward to, man, in the next couple of weeks? Uh, yes, man. Um, the European Championship is starting to come to a close. They're now in the quarterfinal stage. Uh, and that will start um, this upcoming Friday. Uh, England beat Germany. Uh, which is like a huge, huge step for the team in the tournament in the last game. So mm-hmm. they'll be facing the Ukraine uh, and Rome on a Saturday. And they're, they're, they're picked to be the favorites to win this tournament mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, the semifinals and the finals is going to be in one blue stadium. And, you know, just getting over a, a team like Germany, despite them being in a, like a transition stage, uh, was still a big success for them. That was a, a huge feather in their cap, and hopefully, they can continue to press on and um and may potentially win this tournament. But I, I I see them still getting bounced, uh, if not by the Ukraine, but possibly by the winner of um the um Czech Republic Denmark game. Okay. Uh, they did uh Italy's facing Belgium, and uh also as well like the final game. Will be um if if I can remember cor- correctly uh oh yeah yeah yes 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 it's um a Switzerland against Spain okay <laughs> and um and I, I actually have Italy um, currently is like my favorite to win out of their bracket mm-hmm. uh and potentially win the entire Euros as well because they really looks really sound defensively and they're starting to get the goals to come in to boot as well uh so yeah okay okay. I think for me, uh, trying to think anything that that's specific that's I'm really looking for. You know, I, I guess just seeing you know how the finals turn out. Um, I, I've I've officially turned away from hockey because, like I said, um, I had mentioned yeah, no more Islanders in there. Yeah, we we're out of there. We're out of there. But um, it stung at first, and it really does suck being that close. But um, it's all good. I, I I don't want Tampa to win, but Currently, they're leading their series two nothing in the Stanley Cup Finals, and so it looks like they'll be back to back champions at at this rate. Um, Damn, yeah, yeah, back to back pandemic champs. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it's not too thrilled about it, but um, it is what it is at the same time. So it, it's just uh, just just that and. You know, and I guess just see, you know, the Olympics is not, you know, it's going to start up not too long. You know, I've mm-hmm. assumed there, there's going to be some um, trial. It has, the, has the men's and women's, have they had like trial games or something like that already? Or that was from like fever that that was like really much the trial games to try to get into. Uh, yeah, they already qualified. So okay. they're just doing their warm up games now. Okay. For um for the current for for United States basketball, I think um the women's as you, you know as we uh, talked about this, the women's they kind of start their trials with uh, the WNBA All Star game. Um, yeah. in Two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you know, they, they start their, they start their tune up games in that way, and you know both rosters you know are really intriguing, but. You know, it's also interesting with the like, of course, with a couple of the omissions for the um, United States women's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's a nice concept, though. I mean, for All Star Game, you had WNBA's quote unquote 
best against Team USA is even the Team USA is part of WNBA's best. But <laughs> still, um, I mean, yeah, it's just, still it's just a glorified All Star game. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know. it's a nice sort of creative twist, I suppose, to it. Um, but yeah, I'll. When is their All Star game? By the way, yeah, what day exactly? Uh, is July fourteenth. Okay. Yeah, that'll be the start. Uh, they'll also proceed into the um, break during the women's um, season and while they begin the Olympics. Uh, and then they will resume the WNBA season after the Olympics with uh, the Commissioner Cup final. Okay. Okay. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Well, we're going to see next episode. We're going to see what how everything turns out in these uh, NBA finals. Like I said, hopefully um, we will be talking about a Suns and Hawks finals. Um, see whatever happens. We didn't we didn't touch on anything wrestling related this episode, but I'm pretty sure um, as the summer months is going along, and then um, crowds will be back soon into the arenas, and that will be a welcoming sight in addition. Um, so looking forward to that happening, and and yeah, man. Like I said, everybody that um, thank you, you know, for uh, everybody that has listened to the, the the podcast that we have put out here over the past couple of months. Thank you guys for the support. Keep on supporting it when you're hearing this on whatever streaming service, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple. Do not forget to you know share us, subscribe yeah. to. You know, make sure that you get notifications whenever we put out new episodes. Um, we're basically putting out new ones every couple of weeks here. So um, keep on, just keep on looking out for them. Always appreciate the support, especially, uh, and I personally want to appreciate the the words and, and, and support from the last episode uh, that put out there, that interview with my father. Uh, also got to thank you for, yeah. for, for allowing that to happen. You know, I mean, you know, it, it, you had to take a break from it one episode, but but thank you for allowing that to happen. It really did mean a lot doing that. Oh, with oh, no father, problem, so, man. You know, no problem. And if obviously, if you have any any reason to do a special one yourself, if you ever want to do one with your father, hey man, like I'm intrigued about that one. I would be interested. The ears would be would be completely glued to the speakers or the headphones mm-hmm. on that one. Um, I appreciate it, man. I, I just gotta figure out a way to see if I can get him to say yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's the start. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, but uh, once again, thank you everybody for um listening for the po- listen to the podcast. Um, again, no words podcast Instagram. What's your Twitter handle, bro? Well, you already know is rappers or actors. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, you know, I go on there. You get just see me tweet about music a lot, uh, basketball, of course, uh, soccer. You know, and and spitball from time to time. You know, you know, catch me on there, and uh, yeah, I'll probably banter a little bit, and probably get a little wild from time to time. But you know, I'm just just there when I'm not doing stuff at work. <laughs> Fair enough. My Twitter handle is Mo underscore B underscore knowing with no G at the end. Um until next time everybody. Y'all be safe. Have a good happy fourth of July for people that are celebrating it. And uh 
catch you next time. Peace out. Peace.